Hey guys, how are we all doing? And welcome to this progress review with myself, Omega Luke, and my good friend Wilfred. How are you doing, buddy? What's up? I'm good. Thank you for asking. All good. <laughs> Glad There's a lot to going hear. on on the right now. Okay, so right now we're recording our progress reviews, and I have like one eye on the Riptide event that's going on and the other eye on RevPro. And I'm like, ah, I wish I was there. There's lots of stuff where's going on in British wrestling, man. Where's your third eye looking? Uh, it's on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first progress review we're doing uh, together. We spoke about yeah. doing this for quite a while now. Um, I haven't really reviewed a progress since chapter 80, I think. So it's going to be exciting times. A good progress review to kick us off as well. Uh, hopefully we can do this for, for every chapter, every sort of special show. You know, the the uh, Super Strong Style 16 as well. Um, we're going to bring it to you every time on the Patreon pages for a little bit extra content for all of you guys. And where can people find your Patreon, Wilfred? Yeah, it's patreon.com slash watches. Yeah, um, and myself. Oh, go ahead. Oh, myself is patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke. Obviously, you would be you wouldn't be listening to this if you wasn't on <laughs> either of our Patreons, but that's where the other guy's Patreon is if you wish to help the other content creator as well. Yeah, lots of cool bonus content on both of our shows, you know, extra early stuff. Um yeah, it's it's a growing venture that we're both working on so lots of cool things to come on both of our our uh, patreons and you don't have to subscribe to both of ours you know um, whatever you dig and if you want to support financially uh, we'll try to do what we can with exclusive content so thank you exactly and i hear you have a few interviews coming up wilfred oh dude yeah i got a few um i did well since we are on patreon i i have candy floss coming up which i I don't know how um, I pulled that off. I know how I pulled that off, but um, I'm really, really excited about that. One that I haven't told you about, Luke. Oh? Um, yeah. Uh, British pro wrestler Jade is also going to be joining this month, so I'm really excited to speak nice. to a, a, new, a newer talent on the British wrestling scene. Um, yeah, I'm going to speak to her. And, of course, the big one is Chase Owens later this month. Um, holy crap. I have no idea what I'm going to ask him yet. But uh, that's why, if you're on the Patreon, you could throw some questions my way. If you want to ask Chase something, drop a line and let me know. Yeah, exactly. What about um, you, man? What do you got? Well, I've actually managed to get, in the last sort of 24 hours, I've Ooh. managed to get about three confirmations for um, interviews. So on Monday, um, I have chardonnay which is pretty good oh, wow that's great dude um and then i also have dick riley who is featured in my most recent video which is pretty good um, i'm quite happy with that uh he's sort of a, a local wrestler which is um who, who's been fighting at reach wrestling for quite a while now uh he's he's just ridiculously good and not enough people know about him every every time i spoke to someone who knows dick riley they all say how he should be higher um in regards to popularity than what he actually is because the guy's insane he just he's just absolutely ridiculous but um he's another one and i may have another progress guy coming up Ooh. which um i'm not gonna reveal just yet because it hasn't really been confirmed so 
Uh, I don't want to don't want to jinx it. I'll I'll tell you, man. To segue this into what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be covering Progress Chapter eighty three. Uh, what was it? Move, remove child before ironing, which was brilliant, yeah. <laughs> brilliant name. Um, you know, there's a lot of names that have left the British ending indie scene, and and you know some pretty big names. But it just goes to show you how how deep the British wrestling scene is, man, and how there is nothing stopping the thriving success with so many great brands, so many different companies, and different styles. Um, so it's great to hear you speaking with some people from Reach. I know you went to a show recently. Um, yeah. and, and that's what we want to do as podcasters. We want to give voice to some people you should know about. And um, that sounds great, man. I can't wait to hear you talk to some of the folks. And great job on your YouTube videos, man. Um, you've learned how to clone, which is pretty big, I'd say. Yeah, I'm starting to regret that now. He's, he's, he's turning up more than I want him to be. Um, <laughs> but he says he's, a, he's here for good reasons. He, he's okay. here to correct um, any mistakes that I'm, I was wow. going to make in videos. Um, so that's good. He made sure I included Millie McKenzie. So... Um, that's definitely a, a regret that I would have made. You so. know who? You know who I would like to clone. I would love to clone Timothy Thatcher because he does. He's a great representation of pro wrestling, um, yeah. where he can do so many things. He can. He he is a very physical guy. He's got an attitude about him that is just you know fearless. Um, and that's somebody I'd love to clone. And I want to say him because I'm a huge fan. I'm really glad that he's actually not in NXT just yet. Um, and that he's staying on the independent scene this year because we get matches like the first match on the card for Chapter 83, which was uh, Eli Dragunov taking on Timothy Thatcher. Dude. Yeah, incredible segue. Love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a brilliant match. I have to say I was a really big fan of the of the gear i'm a real i like to focus on gear i think it has a lot to do with the with the whole presence of you know presentation of what you're looking at and timothy thatcher in purple and black made me think about undertaker so oh, it kind of reminded me like of under thatcher is what i called him in this match <laughs> <laughs> well yeah gear is a huge thing i mean look at the massive deal that we're still making of seeing okada's thighs uh you know it's it does make a big difference to us fans um, what yeah. gear our favorite wrestlers wear. And it can make or break a wrestler, you know. Um, Paul Robinson, when he simply comes out in his jeans because he wants a fight, oh, it tells terrifying. you it's a massive difference to Paul Robinson when he comes out in his Swords of Essex gear. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good in, in indication for us. So, yeah, great segue, by the way. Ilya Dragunov versus Timothy Thatcher. If you had to pick the most intense guy you've ever seen in your life it would be between these two i think they're both incredible wrestlers and we were in for a treat from the get-go yeah this was just a a brutal intense um an intense battle lots of energy it's energy versus energy but like like a like a dark physical energy versus like a high high intensity energy um and I'll tell you that I have a criticism, and I don't know if it's just me or if it's something in the back of my head, but it seems like Dragunov kind of his energy cools after the match, like during the match. I think yeah. he's a, he needs to tone it, maybe not tone it down, but get a better grasp of it because he was what of his entrance. 
Well, like the whole thing, like he's gassed by the time he gets to the ring and it's like, (laughs) geez, like, which is amazing. It's very cool to see, but it's very ultimate warrior. Like you come to the ring with this crazy, awesome entrance and then you kind of slow down a little bit and I don't want to, I don't want to see him do that. So my point in this match was that I think he still has a little way to go. He's still developing. He's still learning a lot and there's still a lot to be had. So he's, I think I just want to make a point that he's not the finished product yet. But no, but I think well we way. we as like progress fans can see, um, especially the fans that actually go to the progress shows, because Ilya come in as this like huge heel against Pete Dunne for Wembley. And it was made to be like a, quite a big deal as well. And uh, he was like horrendously booed. But like as soon as that feud sort of ended, like Ilya became ridiculously over and is absolutely loved by progress fans now. Like he's gone up against Timothy Thatcher as the baby face and he was getting like cheers. Um, and he is a Soviet born German wrestler against Timothy Thatcher, who has been in the Brit wrestling scene for a very long time. Born transition to mostly a German based wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But like, go ahead. it's, It's weird. It's very weird how like he's just turned into one of the most loved guys in the company. Um, from being coming in as this like foreign heel, there's just something about that energy that's so infectious, yeah. and his wild gestures and singing along, and you know, it's 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 a very TV friendly character, I think. And I made a note that when I watch this match, I think he would be a really good fit in NXT. I think he would just fit. A, in a small intimate venue really well but with a really good audience like i had the great fortune of talking to killer cross recently and killer cross said i want to be on tv that's my goal yeah I, I i've done the indie thing for a little period of time and that's not for me what for me is that i want to get my character over on tv and and i think about that because i think dragonoff is more a tv character i think he would do better with that personally yeah, I mean, he comes across really well, like watching it on demand progress. Like, I love him. I think he, I think he would be better on the NXT circuit. Um, I think he would have done good to go over there and 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 get some training under you know the TV performance. I don't know. He just he comes off as more of a very bright, colorful character that could be utilized really well in, in a program like that or Impact or something like that. Um, yeah. But he's still developing. He's still very young, I think. So you know, yeah, he's like twenty-five, I think. Yeah, he's there's plenty of time for him. Really. Uh, yeah. And like you said, he's a face man. I mean, he he's picking up wins. He's making a really big impact on that roster. And uh, he picked up the victory in this match, defeating Timothy Thatcher after uh, just about thirteen minutes. What do you think of this finish? Because I thought it was very strange. I think it it was a very abrupt finish. Like it was like a headbutt, a torpedo headbutt. And I just didn't expect that to be the finish. I kind of don't like some of his arsenal. Like, I don't like some of his his moveset is kind of lacking for me a little bit. Mm. And I know I'm being uber critical and I'm just a fan, but it's like like the, the when he does the rebound kind of move through the ropes, like he just seems too out of breath to do it half the time. Yeah. And, and it kind of just like... Eh. And then also the crowd is they can get quiet sometimes when he's in there. So I don't know. There's something missing 
in his move set and his arsenal. And you're right, it was an abrupt finish. And I was kind of hoping Thatcher would win. I really want to see Thatcher go on a, on a real big run here and be the one to take the belt off of Walter. But that's obviously not the the route we're going. Uh, no, for progress. Um, so Dragonoff won. What other what other comments did you have to for for this match? Anything? Not a lot on this match. I mean, uh, on my notes, all all I really had was there was a, a bit of a striking battle that went on for quite a long time, maybe a little bit too long, but it it got the crowd rallied and the abrupt finish. That was really. I mean, I watched this event quite a long time ago uh, when it first came out because I I sort of the reason why this is coming out quite a long time after the event came out on demand progress was because when i originally tried watching the day it came out the the file just seemed to just stop playing halfway through so it took me a while to get around to watching it so this was obviously the first match uh, i haven't seen it i haven't seen it for about two weeks um but that was sort of what i remember um from my from seeing my notes was that the striker match that went on between the two got the crowd going and then it just like just seemed to go on just a little bit too long um, the trading chops and stuff, but the finish was, I definitely remember because I just almost felt like it was just way too soon or it just didn't mm-hmm. feel like it should have been a finish. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was really hoping Thatcher um, and I'm looking at the card, which is for chapter 84, the next card. And neither of these men are on the card, which I find a yeah. little interesting. That baffles me with Dragunov because it yeah. seems like he's getting a huge push. Obviously, mm-hmm. he lost the first against Pete Dunn, but I don't think he's really lost since then. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and he's just been announced in the Strong Star 16 uh, in the later on in May. Yeah, he so, might have some other commitments. We don't know for sure. Possibly, yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's still playing a big part in WXW. Um, he's making waves across the UK now outside of progress um, in like WrestleGate and places like that. He's got a, a match coming up soon. So maybe that's why. Could be right. Possibly. Um, but we had the next match on the card, which was a women's division match and it was two people who are have I personally think have gone a really really long way since I started watching progress and yeah Nina Samuels uh took on Laura DiMatteo Nina Samuels has done a lot for Eve Pro Wrestling she's I think she's appeared on NXT UK right yeah, she's on NXT UK as well, but she, not um, to like a, a big extent yet. I think she's okay. sort of like just like bulking up the roster at the minute. Um, but I think she she's she's there to be something in the future, definitely. I think that she's come a, a ways. Uh, she's she's made some really good improvements in the past couple of years since I've been watching. Uh, she was part of Jenny's faction, House of Couture, which was, I think, a really, really cool angle. Um, yeah, I, was, I love that. I really, really was a big fan of that group faction for the women. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and the way that it ended with Jordan Grace coming through was really interesting to me. Um, yeah. But I think Laura DiMatteo has come even farther in a shorter amount of time. When I saw some of her first matches in progress, because that's where I was recognized. She's, of course, an Italian pro wrestler. She seemed a little slow and not really too fluid in the ring. Like She yeah. seemed a little spotty and kind of not really hitting the marks yet. And my gosh, man, in the last two years, she's really, really become more of a threat and a more well-rounded wrestler. And I'm really, really proud to see her progress because I think she's really coming a long way so far. Um, 
Yeah, I really like Laura DiMatteo. I think her character work as well. I think she's mm. she's getting that really well, like the, the the almost like MMA style sort of way that she she's comes in and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, fighter. exactly. Yeah, that's that's mm. the perfect way of saying it. And uh, New Samuels as well. I really like. Obviously, Ginny came out with Laura because Laura's Laura DiMatteo is still sort of working with Ginny, and um, you know, it it just shows that Ginny is sort of still ruling the roost with like the women's division. Um, even with Jordan Grace being the champion, she's still trying to sort of run things, which I really like because Ginny's like the perfect character to do that. She's the perfect heel in women's wrestling, I think. Like she's not big, she's not strapping, she hasn't. She's like um, good at everything and not sort of like a perfectionist at one thing, which is what I really like about Ginny. She's almost like that bitchy popular girl in school, yeah. and I think that's re- really cool way of bringing in um feuds into into um progress with the women's division and if it works like don't change it like it it, it continues to work so uh, i like that they're doing that but i i thought one thing i noticed um about this match was that the crowd was not as into it as what i was watching it did you get that sort of same vibe yeah i remember it was kind of a a slower kind of response like because it was a really decent match but yeah you're yeah. right it kind of it kind of was a, a lower point uh i mean at least listening to it from from the from as a fan's point of view it seemed uh f- watching it on the computer it did seem a little quieter but it was a decent match i i, I think there's no surprise that nina samuels is a step or two ahead of Lord DiMatteo's progress at this point, and she's yeah. she's you know really high up there, and and I think she's going to be a big player in NXT UK over the next few years. I think eventually, and I think this is a fair match. I didn't expect Lord DiMatteo to win, but she put out a really good showing, and the fact that she doesn't wear knee pads is or shin guards or anything really really uh, makes me a, a big fan of her because it just shows her. As you know, this like back alley kind of street fighter. Um, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I think Nina sort of won with like a go to sleep move um, style, which uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty impressive. And obviously, with Ginny out in the ring, out there with Laura as well. So um, we know how much Ginny likes to get involved. So nice to see that pick up the win against the Alt, really. Yeah, so we had the next match, which was a tag match, and I guess you could call it a wrestling match because there was a lot of shenanigans going on. Um, yes. It was <laughs> Do Not Resuscitate, which is a group. It's not necessarily a faction, but it's a group of people who are not getting their dues, essentially. Um, and in this match, it was Drew Parker and Spike Trevay taking on Eddie Dennis and the returning Mark Haskins. Uh, really excited to see Mark Haskins back, um, along with Eddie Dennis. Obviously, NXT UK is allowing some people to come and go and still fulfill some dates, which I was really happy to see. And, of course, Ring of Honor allowing Haskins to jump over. So I was excited because I honestly thought Haskins was kind of done at this point. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you see... um... Obviously, the guys from NXT, Pete Dunne, the Tyler Bates, you know, having to leave progress. And then you see in Haskins signs, you know, exclusive deal with Ring of Honor. You sort of heart saints because you think, 
you know, Haskins has been as big a part of, of progress as Pete Dunne, as Tyler Bate. And you look forward to a Haskins match on every card you see, especially at progress, because you know you're going to see Vicky Haskins as well. She always comes out um, on progress shows and adds to the to the match every time. I think um, one thing that I like about having managers is if they add to the match. And I think Vicky Haskins is a perfect example of that. She brings like emotion to it. She brings um, like makes sense to when she gets involved and, and, and is included in the match. It's not um, like just the annoyance of her being there, like that sort of thing. I think that's one thing that uh, progress is really clever with you. She'll get physical if need be. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they use her very well, um, which I think is really good, but yeah, um, it's, it's great to see both these guys um, still able to, to fight in progress and hopefully long may that continue. We don't know how long, we are gonna get that, so you know, make the most of it while we can. But um, as a as opposed to that, Treve and Parker are the reason that they are working together along with uh, Chuck Mambo, along with uh, William Eva, is because they want to eliminate people like this who are hogging up all the TV time, hogging up all the time on the card. They want time on the card for themselves, and and this was uh, a brawl between those between these two teams about that really um got a bit violent with with the weapons as the ref was out for a while it, well, the ref was i mean he he went and i think he took his uh a nap or something like he was just out uh, for a while he i thought he took a day's holiday he was out that long <laughs> he was like basically not part of this match whatsoever um but there was a really cool moment when we saw a, uh, well, I called it a tope con stageo, where Drew Parker uh, did a crazy plancha from the uh, from the stage area onto yeah. onto everybody, knocking the crew people all over the place. That was really one of the highlights. Um, a lot of shenanigans back and forth. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just really glad Mark Haskins is 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 still involved, and I like how this do not resuscitate is is starting to make an impact. You know, yeah. Spike says that it's not a stable or a group or a faction, but it's becoming one. You know, they they have a common enemy. Um, so friend of a friend, you know, all that stuff. So I, I see them really starting to find themselves. And what was this? Did, when did we see Mambo? Was this when we saw Mambo uh, come out? Was that later in the card? I can't remember. But anyways, Chuck Mama no, got a haircut, late. and what do you think about his haircut? He had, he had a match against Aussie Open, didn't he? Oh, yeah, 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 later. Um, Mambo's haircut, oh my god. I like it. It's growing on me, it's but at first I he looked like he was 72 years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked old. But no, this match sort of did end with a bit of a brawl, and Trevay ended up getting a bit of a roll-up on Eddie Dennis, which mm-hmm. I thought was quite surprising um, that that uh, result happened really. I thought we would see it the other way round, and the 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 faces getting the pop here. But uh, it was quite weird. It was quite funny seeing like Jim come into the ring almost disappointed after the match. I thought that was quite cool. It's, yeah, yeah. Jim is <laughs> Jim Smallman, of course, the the uh, owner, part owner, and announcer and hype guy. Of course, um, came in afterwards, and 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 I do. I do kind of like how they did this, how you've got the younger dudes going over. Um, I thought that was it was great. You know, Eddie Dennis has kind of made it. Mark Haskins has made it at this point in their careers. And uh, yeah. 
I think it was important to put some people over some really big notch in their belt to say, yeah, well, we knocked off two of your, you know, progress legends or indie wrestling legends in the UK and, and we knocked them off. So I think it's important. Yeah. I think it was a really important step for DNR to, to have at this early stage and early part of the card to have that over. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping Haskins and, and, and can stick around for a little while longer and do shows like this every now and then. Cause He's he's a big part of why I got into progress. Like when I yeah. started watching progress, it was during that whole angle where he had won the belt and then he forfeited it. He just put the belt down on the ring and walked away. And man, that the the way that the audience reacted to that sucked me in, and I wanted to watch progress from there on. Just afterwards. incredible storytelling. That's that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to bring up something a little bit later on, but um, mm-hmm. that leads me to to something else I, I want to talk about later on. But but it's sort of like ties into that incredible storytelling um but I, I wanted to mention actually in my notes uh, that we had um your your buddy spike bringing out the champagne yeah. <laughs> a gentle waterboarding moment yeah so that that was pretty cool but obviously he got the roll up on on dennis after mm-hmm. low blowing poor eddie um next match that we go into though i'm really glad we've seen and it was sort of like just one for the crowd just just enjoy this one i thought it was like progress was sort of saying we had um british english uh, british indie wrestling legend jody fleisch who i just seen last thursday at reach oh, um really he okay. is incredible like so good and obviously angelico who is is also classed as a bit of a veteran but is still about 15 years behind jody fleisch so it's it was quite a, you couldn't tell the age difference between these two no, it was incredible. I mean, Angelico's, um, I want to say, like, we, we mentioned, obviously, ring gear earlier. Angelico's ring gear coming out in that, um, like, Illumina suplex stuff, suplex apparel, um, was so good, obviously, with his, like, the, the lights and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, and, obviously, Jody Fleisch coming out with, like, an absolute dog chain on it, on his neck. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's so good. But what, what did you think of this match, anyway? I I... Okay, so when I first saw Angelico a while back, I thought he seems a little too, like, I, I just didn't find the appeal, and it took me yeah. a little while, like, and I had to watch a few matches, because I, I wasn't a big fan at first, but then when you watch him, he's just very well-rounded, and it's not entirely, uh, you know, a flippy flip, like, no, there was a point where, when I first saw him, couple of year, a year ago or two i said eh, he's too flippy but i really like how he uses a, a, a submission based game he's very physical and i thought he was just really well-rounded and it was a a wonderful showcase of his abilities um i thought it was a really entertaining match it was a fun match um uh, what did you think about the match well, obviously, they put this one on just before the intermission, mm-hmm. and, and I think we had the, the storytelling of the match before, um, and we the obviously, well, the last three matches, really, going up to this, had a lot of storytelling in it, and this one was just like a bit of fun. It was just like, you know, two guys who were high flyers, they can they can do all the, the, the cool spots. Um, it's two people you really want to tick off your bucket list of seeing live, um, especially if you're a big Brit wrestling fan. You know, Angelico is a big name already, but Jody Fleisch is, you know, synonymous with British wrestling. I think they brought it up. It was just like him, uh, you know, um, Doug Williams and and the other guys who <laughs> carried it for, for years when they used to just do shows in front of like 10 people in, in really shitty bars. But like this was, you know, just saying like 
enjoy this one for a bit. And it wasn't a long match. It was quite a relatively fast match, really. Um, but like you said, like it ended with a submission, a spinning knee bar, which I thought was a really cool spot. I did like the finish. Um, I just felt like the match was a little like it, it felt weird. Like it just it was placed weird or something. I don't know. Just something felt kind of off about it. So I'm glad it didn't go too long. Um like you said, like I really like progress because of the stories and and the way that they develop their characters and and this was a match that kind of went outside of that and that's why I was not super focused on it. But but it oh, was really? a, it was a quality it was a quality wrestling match and I'm glad it didn't go too long. I think I was just really anticipating the the, the back half of the card because holy crap, I had heard what happened you know, in, in the huge main event. And I was just kind of looking forward to that one. So I, I, I think I kind of passed over this one, but it was enjoyable. I like, I like Angelico. He, he's, he's, I like how he has a submission aspect to his arsenal. That's fantastic. And, and yeah, yeah I, I wish I kind of knew about Jody Fleisch earlier, to be honest, because I didn't really know about him too much before he came to progress. So, um, Glad he's making the card now and, and doing some cool stuff with with some younger guys. Uh, you know, yeah, nothing else. But he's in really... incredible shape for yeah, sort of a guy in his forties. Looks like he's like twenty two. It's ridiculous, yeah. and I'm embarrassed about. It. <laughs> 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 dad bods, mate. We're, we're, we're all good. Like, this, 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 this is what uh, girls find sexy now. Like they look at Jody Fleisch and think, I don't want that. Is they that right? That. Yeah, they look at Cassius Ona now and think he's the man. You know, well, I don't know where these girls are, but uh, you'll have to let me know about that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the intermission, then we go to another do not resuscitate match. We have Chuck Mambo coming out with his uh, new uh, chopped off hair. We have William Eva with more hair than anyone needs on this planet. <laughs> yeah. He um, had a shirt on. He had a shirt on that said something. But, but no one would know. <laughs> you couldn't was... really see what it said because he has hair. <laughs> That was very long, so... Uh, I love him. Um, but this was actually a one contenders match, which I didn't realize until um, I looked over it after and, and watched it. I didn't realize it before like the, the event happened. I didn't realize when I seen the card. But Aussie Open um, trying to regain their belts in this number one contenders match against Do Not Resuscitate. Uh, what do you think of Aussie Open, by the way? I am one of the biggest fans of this team anytime that i i can anytime i could talk about kyle fletcher and like young talent in the british scene i try to bring up kyle fletcher aussie open because the tandemship of what used to be a very slinky guy who's now a heavyweight and a big dude like mark davis i i just love the different dynamics between the two and how it co- they coexist what a tag team these two are. And yeah. I was thoroughly shocked that they even lost the belts. Um, I'm just a big, big fan of of, of these two. Um, and I know my buddy Archie, who we'll hear from shortly, um, has, has, has seen Aussie Open multiple times last year. It seems like every time he goes to a progress show, he sees Aussie Open. So... Um, I'm a really, really, really high on, on both of those competitors. And I would love to see him actually face off during like the strong style, super strong style. I think that would be yeah. a really fun little one-off match between the two. 
yeah, that would, that would be, be quite fun. That would be really fun. But yeah, I'm a really big fan, and and I'm I was a little surprised it was a number one contender um, match as well. Um, but uh, yeah, the, I was also very sidetracked by Mambo's hair. It was <laughs> so weird to get used to. Oh, strange because I saw a tweet about it, but and then seeing it in a photo is, is a little different. So, yeah. um, what did you think about everything in this match? Well, to echo your thoughts, I absolutely love Aussie open as well. Um, obviously I'm not that like big on progress and like history wise, I only really started watching it, um, near the end of last year. So maybe from like Wembley onwards. So I wasn't a big, like, I didn't really know about Kyle Fletcher. However, when I went to the new Japan rev pro match, at the Rev Pro show in July, um, Kyle Fletcher stood in for someone who I can't remember who it was who pulled out. It might have been Chris Brooks um, because of injury. And he faced Jay White in a match. Um, and they made it for the IWGP US belt um, that night. And it was just really good because he got to show off like how talented he was. Like Me and none of my friends have heard of him before. We were like, who the hell was Kyle Fletcher? He came out. Um, obviously it was against Jay White so we didn't get that much offense in but we still went away thinking that Carl Fletcher is really good and and after the show because of the, the chops that Jay White was giving him we went down and we met Jay White and spoke to him and next to him was Carl Fletcher and he was like peeing out with blood on his chest it was ridiculous um, obviously he, like you said he's sort of like bulked out a bit now but that was like July last year so six seven months ago he was skinny back then. He was tiny, but very athletic, mm-hmm. very high flying. It's very much and like was... Osprey. You know, yes, when Osprey yeah. was younger, he was like, I mean, a if you twig. haven't seen pictures of Osprey, yeah, he's like a twig. It's like bones and a little bit of skin. And yeah. the way that Kyle Fletcher has bulked up as as a heavyweight now is is sick. Um, so yeah. yeah, he's he's scary good, and he's yeah. very very young. So. Yeah, I think he's only just 19, maybe. Uh, I think that's roughly his age. But like like you said, the, the teamwork between him and Dunkzilla, I think, is so good. Like they they just seem to like they've been working together for like 15 years, not, you know, however long they have been. I don't really know. But obviously, it can't be 15 years. He's only 19 years <laughs> old. But it, it does come across like they are brothers or, you know, they've been working together for, for years and years because... They're all, they're very much in tandem. They have great tag team moves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good at like t- tag team psychology. Like I haven't seen an Aussie Open match where it hasn't led to like an incredible last five minutes where it just gets you excited, where you you don't get distracted by your phone or you know when someone wants to speak to you, you almost want to pause it because you're thinking, come on, I'm watching this match. It's, it's really int- it's almost like that with every single Aussie Open match. I feel it's a very gift friendly uh, kind of tag team because you're always getting some really sick effing tag moves. Uh, yeah. They're just really mesh really well together. And I'm really yeah. glad that they won. They did win the match um, defeating DNR and you can kind of tell the pecking order a little bit with this, with these two results in the, both the DNR tag matches that it looks like Drew Parker and Spike are ahead of the curve a little bit. They're kind of more of the leaders. And yeah. it's ironic because they're also the two that probably hate each other the most. Um, there's yeah. lots of bad blood between the two. Um, and Mambo and Eva are actually a tag team before this. 
right to a but, sweet Jesus. But they don't seem like a, a they don't seem like a tag team as much as the other tag teams on the card. Yeah. They're not it's hard to buy them as a legitimate tag team. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll see your point. It just seems it seems like Mambo is more of a star within the Riptide umbrella. Yeah. Than, yeah. than progress. It just seems like he's so far down in the pecking order of progress. And I don't think yeah. it's totally fair because last year he was super, super hot. Um, yeah, he won the World Cup. And and it just seems like, I don't know, if I would have put him in this group. It just never looks like he fit with this group. But that's the great part about wrestling and progress is that they have to convince the fan and convince us of, you know, Believe believing it, so we'll see. Yeah. You know, and he is that. now like hated, considering he was one of the most loved guys in progress last year. He is hated, like he is getting fuck you, Mambo chance. He's like growing the whole into match. That, that role, he's loving it. He is. Yeah. He's growing into, it, and I think it's going to take him a little bit of time, but he's he's starting to grow into it a little bit more. So, yeah, uh, it, it's starting to look up. But can we get to to the next match? Because okay, there's some big. Oh, did you have something else? No, all I was going to say, which I can tail back to um, in the, the, the main event, was Aussie Open versus the champions, obviously, at the, the next event. But we'll get to that because, obviously, we don't know who they're going to face yet, do we? Because we haven't got to it yet. So, like yeah. you say, Chris Ridgway, let's let's talk about his match, um, the the second to main. Shinhiro Irii, is that how you pronounce well, the, the you guy's just, name? I'm pretty sure you nailed it, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll go with you. I'm not going to say his name during this this show at all because yeah. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> the teddy bear wrestler he is. I really like him. What, what do you think before we get actually into the match they, and before we sort of melt over Chris Ridgeway because I know we both absolutely love the guy. Yeah, what do really you think do. of Irie? Um, well, they mentioned it on the on the commentary how Erie has come straight in versus Walter. Walter handpicked him. And then he lost and not so like it wasn't like a, a, a show stealer of a match. So his expectations were put really high, especially to me who, who hasn't, I haven't watched him. So before Walter, I didn't really know who he was. Yeah. And so they were talking about that a little bit on the commentary, how he's got a lot to prove. And uh, you know, Walter, they're trying to hype him up a little bit. Um, I think the couple of matches after Walter was a little lackluster. I think this was was more of a uh, standout match for him. I yeah, mean, I agree. I think him versus Ridgeway that really deserved the place on the card, being right before the main event. Um, and this was a match that was a lot more entertaining to me than than the other kind of times that I've seen him wrestle so far. Um, so yeah. I, I was a much bigger fan of of beast mode during this match, um, and I'm hoping that he sticks around because I I want to see I don't know if he's in the su- super strong style this year, but I'm hoping he is because we might get an NXT guy coming over. We don't know, you know. Cassius Ono was part of part of it last year, and yeah. Zack Saber Junior won it, and so I, I hope he sticks around a little bit longer. Um, and this looked like he's he's up there in the top contention for the title. Um, maybe not yet, but uh, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm gr- he's growing on me. He's he's definitely growing on me. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the the character base I quite liked after the first couple of matches, but like you said, he didn't really do anything impressive until this match. And I think Ridgeway was like the perfect opponent for a, to show off Erie's strengths and, and, and how, why he's considered such a great talent um, over Shaw's and why he was brought to progress because it was a very hard-hitting match. Like, they genuinely worked really well off each other. I mean, Chris Ridgeway, he's got a black belt and being hard as fuck. So, um, Erie to go like toe to toe with him. He also has to be very good in that sort of like striking, um, style match that they had and which I think worked really well and, and got the crowd pumped to our eventual main event. But, um, the only thing I would say was a bit of a strange finish. Like it was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the win came for Ridgeway after like two penalty kicks. Is that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was um, it was a uh, it was a PK got a one count, which was whoa, you know. Um, and then he he got I think he got up and did an axe kick and did a second PK for the win. Yeah. Um, it, it was a really good match. I love it when Erie does the pounce. Um, that's just yes. really fun because just yeah. it seems like it's coming out of nowhere. Um, his Saito suplex is fantastic yeah um i'm just we're really big fans of chris ridgeway man and when i first saw him i thought that maybe like uh, the tribal tattoo what a turnoff but yeah but uh you know he looked like a pretty boy when i first saw him yeah what he's been doing over the past you know few shows in progress is he keeps winning and he keeps winning different styles of matches he beat paul robinson in a chain match he beat. That was awesome. He did a six-way match and he won out everybody. And then he fought somebody, you know, more bulky than him, bigger than him, and Eri. And he just keeps winning. And I, I'm a really, really big fan of Ridgeway because he he blows my expectations out of the water every time I see him. Yeah, um, and he's he reminds me of like when I first seen Pete Dunn. Like he doesn't really say much, doesn't have a lot of emotion, but people just get behind him because he just has like a badass thing about him. He just looks cool. And he just like, almost like if you were to pick anyone in the locker room to have a, a brawl next to, to be on your team, I'd be like, yeah, I'm off Chris Ridgeway because he does genuinely look hard as fuck. Not only is he has a black belt on it, but he looks like he could take a bit of a battering and give one out as well with, you know, the the crazy tattoos and, and everything like that. He just looks like someone who's just cool as fuck and you just don't want to mess with. And and Chris Ridgway wins, like we said. He he defeated Erie and he got the mic, which everybody got a little hyped for because he doesn't talk yeah. too much. He never really talks. And he just said, Give me Walter and the crowd yeah. erupted. Um it seems that's, like that's what I mean. Like he barely has to say anything. And it just works for him. He, he's, awesome. It seems like that was a bigger reaction to the majority of the match was just that. Because that's such, I mean, when we think about Wembley, we think about how Tyler Bate looked like three feet shorter than Walter. And yeah. That, that pitcher, you know. And we're getting something similar. You know, Ridgeway is, is going to be much smaller, much thinner. Um, but but I think instead of a... Of a uh, when we think about of Tyler Bate, we thought about, oh, big power slam, big flashy moves, some flips and stuff. In this one, I think he's going to have the ability to take on Valter and just be a little more physical. 
And yeah. I think he's going to give him a really good run for his money. And I think this is the time to put the belt on Ridgeway. What do you think? Well, I am actually in quite an agreement with you with that because um, Ridgeway's been built up enough that the fans would be like happy with him beating Volta. I mean, the thing is with Volta is yes, he is incredible and like he is everyone's like who you'd put as a really good champion, but there's not a lot of people you who you would be like you could see legitimately defeating them. Um especially in a like a, a company like Progress where like dirty finishes doesn't happen a lot for like special matches. Like if you had Volta in WWE main event, you uh, in main roster, sorry, you'd be like, Oh, he, he like dirty tricks for, for Volta to lose the belt and stuff like that. But you know, we, we don't really have that a lot with with progress so to find people who who you would think deserve and and could see beat volta uh, doesn't come along very often but ridgeway's been built up like that and i think the match that we will see between them two will be almost like a better version not a better version but like um a similar version to jordan devlin versus volta in ott Ooh, that's a good shout that's a yeah, yeah that's a good comparison because that yeah. was one of the the better matches of 2018 and yeah. i'm so glad they put that up live um yeah. really really quick like side note that's not talking about this match at all but ott is you know replacing osprey with did you see this news today no i didn't so for scrapper mania oh uh, is it liger right osprey yes, is not gonna be part of it and they put up a little promo and liger is coming to ireland so that's, that's gonna, cool dude that's gonna be cool i might actually have to uh scope that out and watch that one because yeah i that's mean fun. ott is another company like progress who are just doing everything right and deserve more people watching it um mm-hmm. because that you know that jordan devlin match versus volta is free to watch on youtube i watched it again um last week and it's just incredible from the crowd reaction to how behind they are um to Jordan Devlin to when he like loses the belt to Volta and everyone is just like ridiculously shocked and the the place just goes dead quiet because they couldn't quite believe it like there is it's it's just stuff you need to see and um you know Volta is playing a big part there he's playing a big part here um and you know I'm I'm excited Ridgeway versus Volta count me in I can't wait for that I I'm really excited for that um but the main event was next, and it was the Progress Tag Team Titles. And before we talk about that, uh, we are going to go to a short clip uh, from uh, two buddies of ours, uh, Athers and Archie, uh, who were both at the show. And we're going to play a quick clip of them talking about their firsthand experience at Progress Chapter 83. Okay, so first match was in the Dragon Ball versus Timmy Thatcher. It was a really good match. It was a great way to, to start off 2019. Uh, great way to start off the card. Um, very sort of hard-hitting, as you expect from these two guys. Uh, next match, Nina Samuels against Lloyd and Mateo. Uh, again, it was a really good match. Um, it's kind of the theme of this show for me was really good matches, but nothing sort of extraordinary if that makes sense i guess um i my standards for live shows are against unboxing live um 
a few weeks ago, which was incredibly high standards, but it was still a really good show. Um, then you had uh, Do Not Resuscitate, made up of Drew Parker and Spike Gervais, uh, against Eddie Dennis and Mars Castings. I really enjoyed this match. Um, uh, I had to dodge out the wave when Eddie Dennis delivered a Seven Bridge Christmas power, bo- uh, power Bomb. Um, so I had to dodge out the way of Drew Parker being flung onto my chair. Uh, yeah, another really good match. Enjoyed this one. Um, then you had An- Angelico versus Jody Flight. Probably this one of my favorite, one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, both these guys are fantastic. Um, I've seen Angelico before. Jody Flight. I think I've mentioned before how Henry had too much exposure to him, but I'm absolutely loving what he does. So. I don't think I have to keep an eye on him a bit more. Uh, they had the number one contenders match, Aussie Open taking on the other half of Do Not State, Chuck Mambo and William Eva. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this match as well. Some incredible fan chanting, um, taking the mick out of Chuck Mambo's new haircut and his glitter pants. Um, yeah, again, it's a great match. I'm really happy to see Aussie Open, Aussie Open get the win. Um, they are my, my favourite boys. Uh, single, next match was Chris Ridgeway versus versus Shigeru Iri. Um, fantastic match again. Really like this one. Um, really hard hitting stuff. Iri can is such a beast. Fantastic and Ridgeway at the end of the match he called out Walter. I probably got the bell. Was probably the biggest pop of the night. Love that. Um, it's gonna be a really interesting to see where this goes. I really hope Ridgeway defriends Walter. Um. I think it should be really interesting to see sort of the next few shows, how this is going to play out. And then lastly, there was the tag team title match. The Swords of Essex took on CCK. Um, this was a really good match up until, unfortunately, like I got injured. Um, if you watch it back on Progress on Demand, you can actually see, you can hear um, the ballroom visibly go quiet. Uh, sorry, audibly go quiet um, when it happened, and yeah, the uh, the mood changed very quickly when sort of we could see Glenn Joseph. I think it was Glenn Joseph, yeah, um, attending to Lycos, and the paramedics came out um, after the match. You know, Jim sort of told us, you know, these things unfortunately happen, uh, and they asked us to sort of leave as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a down of the night. I'm a huge CCK fan, and it was really, really hard to see Vikos like this. But looking at the positives, it was a really good night of wrestling. I did enjoy it. It was, it was always great to go back to the ballroom uh, to see everyone. Um, yeah, I did enjoy this night. I really had a really good time. Hey, guys. It's Others here from Tables, Others and Chairs YouTube channel. Just going to give you a quick synopsis of the last chapter from Progress, chapter 83. Uh, it was the first chapter without the NXT UK guys, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, collectively known as British Strong Style. So a lot of people were curious as uh, to what the quality of the show would be like without these three guys that have been pretty much a cornerstone of the uh, promotion for the last year or so. And if I'm being completely honest, I think it was a good show. Um, something that happened at the end, which was pretty crap. But uh, apart from that, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. Uh, I'll briefly go through all the matches. It, it, we had a red-hot opener. 
Uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Timothy Thatcher. These two have had battles in WXW before. Uh, the crowd were really into it. Great hard-hitting match, um, which was won by Ilya. Uh, next up, as is tradition with progress, the uh, second match was the uh, women's match, which saw Nina Samuels versus Laura Di Matteo. Uh, Nina Samuels, uh, newly face, uh, she's not worked as a face in progress before, and uh, I was really impressed with her. She got a lot of offense in and uh, able to pull off the victory with a fireman's carry onto the knee. Um, yeah, uh, I thought Nina Samuels, I was a bit, you know, hesitant how she'd do as a uh, face, because she's uh, been nothing but a heel since she's worked in progress, but she did a pretty good job. Um, up next was the first tag team match of the card, which was uh, Do Not Resuscitate, the combination of Spike Trevay, Andrew Parker taking on Eddie Dennis and Mark Haskins. Uh, this was great. This was a fun brawl. The referee got knocked out early doors, so it kind of turned into an impromptu no-DQ match with uh, lots of brawling outside the ring. Eddie Dennis doing a running powerbomb on uh, Drew Parker for a bunch of chairs on the outside, which looked... Uh, Pretty painful, to say the least. Um, eventually, when the referee came to, uh, Eddie Dennis hit a low blow, and uh, there was a uh, small package, which Spike Trevay got the victory for his team. Moving on, uh, Angelico versus Jody Fleisch. For those of you in the US that don't know, Jody Fleisch was like a real high flyer and an up-and-comer during when the scene was kind of at its lowest point where there wasn't as much uh, coverage as the, the scene's getting now. He was really like the standard bearer back in the day. And uh, the, the dude's going on a little re renaissance at the minute. He's He still looks absolutely phenomenal shape. Um, it was a good match against him, Helico. It's, uh, there was lots of different things. It was like a technical match and a high-flying match. But uh, eventually, you know, and Helico caught Fleisch with a spinning knee bar for the victory. Um First match back after intermission was the uh, number one contenders match for the tag team title. Uh, Aussie Open taking on the do not resuscitate pair of uh, present William Either and Chuck Mambo, who was um, sporting a rather new fetching haircut, which uh, got a lot of stick from the fans in attendance. Uh, good psychology in the match. Aussie Open win with their finish and became the new number one contenders for the titles that they recently lost to the Swords of Essex. Uh, Semi-main, Chris Ridgway versus Shigehiro Iri. Uh, what can I say about this match? It was very, very hard-hitting. Uh, lots of kicks, lots of strikes. Um, Ridgway was working underneath for like 80% of the match, but eventually pulled off the win with an axe kick, two penalty kicks. Um, after the match, Ridgway got the microphone and asked Jim Smallman that he wants Walter. So whether we get that at the next chapter remains to be seen. Uh, the main event, which was for the Progress Tag Team Championship, Swords of Essex versus CCK. It was an absolute banger of a match. It was so, so good. Um, Paul Robinson and Will Ospreay are two brilliant heels. It was great to see CCK back in their first tag match, which... Uh, so Lycos sadly again get injured I'm not 100% sure how it happened because my vantage point it was the opposite side of the ring uh, it was like outside the ring but um, 
I believe he took a clothesline and uh, ended up with a dislocated shoulder, which absolutely sucks for the guy because he's, he's just come back from injury. Uh, hopefully it's not too serious and he won't be out for too long. Um, like I say, it was probably the best match of the night by far before Lycos got hurt. Um, Osprey pinning Brooks after a, a top rope hung DDT stomp combination type things. Uh, Robinson and Osprey uh, cutting a real dick heel promo, uh, mocking Lycos for the heat, which, while at the time, really pissed me off. Uh, I suppose it's a good job, because they're bad guys, and that's what they want. They want the heat. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good show, ended on a, on a sour note. Um, I really don't think that the card suffered from missing the NXT UK guys and Walter. It was a very fun show from top to bottom, and uh, I look forward to going to Chapter 84 at the end of February. Um, so yeah, basically that was my quick little synopsis of Chapter 83 from ProRats. Um, if you want, feel free to follow me on Twitter, at OldAvers, and my YouTube page is Tables, Avers and Chairs, where I do lots of reviews, uh, lots of previews, and match footage, and vlogs of my uh, many, many trips to many, many promotions across the UK. Take care, guys. Here's Wilfred. All right, so the main event, Luke, was the Swords of Essex, Paul Robinson yeah. and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay carrying the Never title in the ballroom, which I found highly interesting. Um, yeah. Taking on CCK, Chris Brooks, and the returning kid, Lycos. Wow. What a match we had in store. But before we even got the match, did you see Paul Robinson before the match when they were coming to the ring? Uh, remind me, I might have he done. He basically slapped a, uh, a fan. and Oh, yes, I yeah, did see that. He gave a little a little friendly, uh, I don't know if it was friendly. A little clip. Yeah, a little clip to the fan. And the camera uh, span, uh, turns to uh, Osprey who's like, oh. Wow, yeah. that happened. <laughs> uh, so that was my first note on this was uh, Robbo hits a guy. Um, was not expecting that. So he, he Archie has always told us that he's terrified when he goes to progress shows with Paul Robinson on it. And uh, yeah, there's another reason to be terrified of Paul Robinson because he will fight anybody. Um, yeah, do you know, I genuinely don't think like if if I seen Paul Robinson at a meet and greet, whether I'd be okay with speaking to him because obviously he this is his character that he puts on. You'd think, but like he plays it so well, you think could that just be him? Is he really that just big some of a of dickhead? The best wrestlers in 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 the history of pro wrestling are just themselves amped up yeah. to eleven. And exactly. I think that's he's one of those people. He just amps up his own personality and, and he calls it Paul Robinson, you know, it's, yeah. but it's just him. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was a superb match, really. And um, like you said, but it did have a bit of a downside to it, um, which sort of was it well obviously it's a huge shame because it overshadowed, of the overshadowed. I think yeah, the the recap a lot of everybody's discussion about this match the focus was taken away from how it was a really, really fun match. And yeah. everybody had to talk about what happened afterwards, which we'll just go ahead and address now. Kid Lycos dislocated his shoulder. 
um, which you heard on the Athers um, little clip there. Uh, yeah, Lyko's injured himself, and it kind of made a, it swerved the ending of the match, and it took all the focus away because it seems like Brooks was kind of expecting Lyko's to do the next thing in the match. And Definitely, yeah. They sort of had to talk him through it. Yeah, they, they had to. You can kind of see the competitor saying, you know, Lycos is out. Lycos is down. And yeah. I can't imagine the emotions that Brooks probably felt during that moment where he's hearing, ah, oh, shit, you know, Lycos yeah. is hurt. And it, it it took away from the match, I think, overall. It, it And it's not to anybody's fault, but it just kind of took a lot of the focus uh, and the memories of this match to be on something that we didn't really want to talk about. Yeah, because but, this really was going to be match of the night, easily. Probably still is. It was a fantastic match. Um, the ending just got a little screwy because of things happened. And I will say that near the beginning of the match, when Osprey gets the long elastic band, I don't like that. Mm. I don't like it where they go, uh, where Robbo takes the band and he walks like eight rows back. And they snap the elastic band on somebody's face. That is uncomfortable for me to watch. Um, yeah, I don't like that. That makes me feel weird. Um, so yeah, I'm a big pussy when it comes to that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it fucking hurts. Um, yeah. But we got a couple of matchups where we saw Brooks standing, well, face to chest or face to stomach to Paul Robinson, which was really really funny. Yeah, because like Brooks is like what six six. He's huge. I mean, he's tall, huge, and yeah. and Paul Robinson's like five foot two or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like at his belt line, but he was like a ravenous dog, just like you know barking and trying to like get off his leash and and putting in a fight. And Brooks was just looking at him oddly. Um, Genuinely, if I was Chris Brooks' size, I'd still be terrified of Paul Robinson. <laughs> yeah. The way that they put that together, though, I was really glad they did that in the ring. It was very funny. Um, yeah. It was a great match. I mean, it was great. It was just what I expected. I expected a really, really just a barn burner of a match, and it was until the end. And, and it and it kind of it just kind of dampened the, the, the hype for it a little bit. It just kind of dampened the whole feel. Um, yeah. Like in the in the clip that we heard from others, which which I'll just recite, is that he said how Jim kind of uh, or Glenn got into the ring and told everybody, hey, you guys need to leave, um, you know, as soon as you can. And please walk away, walk around the ring to the exit because we need to stretcher him out. So like anytime you're t- being told you guys need to leave a different way because there's somebody like on the ground not moving. Yeah. There were a lot of people that walked out of the ballroom really, really dejected. Yeah, you, That's a, You think the worst. Yeah. You have to think the worst, especially yeah. when the owner of the company is up there telling you, you know, walk the other way because we need to stretch them out and we need space. And yeah. when I heard others tell me that, I said, oh, my God, that was just like dreadful, dude. Like all these people going back home after a crazy night, emotionally invested and just having to leave on those terms really, really sucked. Um, but, yeah. uh, but on the positive, it was only a dislocation, so he didn't break anything. Um, so we'll see. Um, after the match, though, did you see the, the promo afterwards? Yeah, and do you know, I was genuinely really impressed with the promo because well, obviously we had Paul Robinson sort of teasing um, Lycos even more, Osprey sort of 
teasing Lycos about the collarbone being the collarbone guy or something like that, the way he said it. Yeah. But the, the the whole Swords of Essex promo at the end where it sort of ends on that. Um, live by the live by the sword, die by the sword, that sort of thing. I love that. I think that is so cool, and it really works with with Osprey and, and Robinson being these huge hot uh, hot heels uh, in the company. And and I don't know like what you think of how long we'll have these two together because obviously Osprey is quite a busy guy in a in another country, um, and Paul Robinson obviously. Um, is very limited to, to to wrestling because of obviously previous injuries and stuff. Um, how long do you think we'll see Swords of Essex in in progress working every event? It's really really hard to tell because Osprey is the never champion um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is you know all over the world wrestling everywhere and. There's a decent chance he might be in the New Japan Cup. I'm sure he's going to have a place somewhere on the New Japan's MSG card somewhere. Um, so I wonder if Aussie Open get the titles back. Uh, but if you have that, you got to bring back Swords of Essex to get another match because they're kind of they've beaten each other like the same amount of times at this point. So yeah, I wonder if there's a payoff where it's like a two out of three falls kind of deal. Uh, maybe coming around May or Super Strong Style time. I'm not really sure um, because nobody saw Osprey <laughs> tagging in progress again with Paul Robinson. So it's super hard to tell because we have no idea. Like we we yeah. weren't even. I had no idea we'd be talking about Osprey as a progress tag champion in 2019. Nobody saw that coming. And no, definitely. So it's really hard to say. I mean, I'm gonna I'll say that probably like a two out of three falls. Maybe Aussie Open gets it back this time and, and they go in a payoff match, but there's no telling, man. Especially with DNR, Drew Parker and Spike Trevay have something to say now. Thatcher, uh they, I have no idea, man. I mean, with with the reach that progress has with different companies and different corporate or different partnerships with different people there's no telling who they could bring in and yeah. and be instant title contenders. But before we sign out today, I do want to run down the eight chapter 84 card with you, um, okay. which is on the 24th of February, uh, chapter 84. And I'm just going to run through the card really quick. Title match, Walter takes on Chris Ridgeway. Trent Seven has an Atlas Championship Open Challenge. So surprise name there. Uh, Travis Banks... Will get his hands on Jordan Devlin. So if you saw NXT UK, uh, they didn't really get to fight. So Travis Banks takes on Devlin here. We get the tag team titles, Swords of Essex versus Aussie Open. We get Bia Priestley coming to progress, taking on Millie McKenzie. That's going to be a barn burner. Um, And then you have get a big tag match, which I would call probably a a number one tag, uh, number one contendership, DNRs, uh, Mambo, and Spike versus uh mark haskins and mark andrews and then you have jenny versus nina samuels so a huge card stacked card man um all the titles on the line other than jordan grace's um that's a big card and it's coming up very soon on the 24th so i'm excited for that dude yeah definitely i am too um before we go as well i mentioned earlier there's something i also want to to talk about with progress and yes. that is um the osprey and um 
Jimmy Havoc, that's it. Sorry, I forgot the name there. The Making Enemies uh, documentary that is on Demand Progress. Have you seen it yourself, Will? I have not, man, but I, I, it's like a sit-down kind of uh, documentary where they speak to both competitors, right, about their yeah, rivalry. So it's, yeah. it's about an hour long, bit about okay. 55 minutes long, and it just goes over um, Havoc and Osprey's story uh throughout progress and through their different matches i think they've had five matches and and just speaks about each match between them and, and it's it genuinely if if you've seen it on there or will have a spare hour uh go check it out it is so entertaining i now have to go watch those five matches because after listening about it it's just something that i have to do it's just i've, I've got it planned to do on sunday so um i'm gonna do that um and yeah generally just go check it out it's it's so entertaining it's so much fun and an hour of like documentaries about wrestling uh, sometimes is better than an hour of wrestling so um yeah go check it out i'm gonna give you a uh, uh well i'll tell you after we record uh spoiler alert so yeah check it out um please follow omega luke omega underscore luke on twitter why don't you please uh you've got some really sweet videos of uh what was it like best indie talent british talent coming up you've got um a lot of different things coming up on your youtube channel and your 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 youtube game is really popping at the moment so Mm. subscribe to omega luke on youtube please very very good stuff you got going on dude yeah very happy what about yourself mate what have you got coming up yeah so we're doing a a test kind of run where we're doing a daily five minute pod it's called hashtag wolf radio uh, where we just kind of touch base on some of the things uh, happening in the world of pro wrestling for each day. Um, so you'll find that on the Wilford Watches uh, feed. So just uh, hit in Wilford Watches on any podcast app and you will find that. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff coming up. Check it out at Wilford Watches on Twitter. Definitely. I really enjoy that five minute uh, thing as well. It's a good idea. Really good idea. Just your daily dose of wrestling. Just simple. And I like it. Thank you. We'll see where it goes. We are still testing out. So give us feedback um, on both of our products. Uh, If you like something, don't like something, have ideas or suggestions or just general feedback, uh, DM us and let us know. um, And we are happy to talk about wrestling with you. Yeah, but thank you to the guys who sent in their audio clips um, of Absolutely. what they their experience of being actually at Progress. Um, and again, if if the same guys are going to the next events or any of you guys are going to these these events, let us know how it was for you actually in person. Send us your your audio clips. We'd love to hear them. We can play them on uh, on these episodes as well, just to sort of give uh, a different feeling, really. So of of how we seen it. Um, as opposed to how it felt like live so very good absolutely man so i guess we will uh we'll chat again for progress chapter 84 eh? yeah and that will be where you'll next hear us working together i believe yeah definitely so thanks for listening guys we really love you and appreciate you and please check out progress on demand it's worth the five pounds or seven u.s bucks it's definitely worth it. Big archive. You get uh, tons of different programs and different promotions on there. Very, very much worth it. And we will see you next time. Yeah.